Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, what's up? I am Eric. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's going on out there? Listen, I got to explain that. Uh, we were just talking about it. That really, my, that really scared me. Vecna. Would that really scare you? My, yes. uh, my uh, uh, daughter Vecna. and I were doing our best Vecna voice from Stranger Things. She just yeah. she got done okay. watching it. And uh, uh, we were trying our, and she saw the actor on TV on uh, the Tonight Show. I was telling you with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jamie Campbell. Yeah, yes, yeah. she saw him, and I guess he was on that show. And he was, Jimmy had him doing his Vecna voice, but had him saying all these crazy sayings, yeah. you know, from yeah. past movies and stuff. And it was funny. So her and I, the whole the whole rest of the night, is, <laughs> we were practicing, you know, our Vecna voice. You have no idea what it's like. To live in this type of world. That is good. To live in this punishment. Peter Allwine, I hope you're listening. That, that's a good one. I that's hope a good you one. understand that you are a dead man. <laughs> I like that one. Oh my Thank gosh, that's you. putting chills in my spine. Thank See, you. now we were doing that and we were uh, scared. My wife does not like that when we do those right? voices and we were right? freaking her out. She was like, yeah. stop it, stop it. <laughs> so anyway, that was my best. That was my best Vecna voice, but that's you good. heard the that's real good. Vecna right here. Uh, I am Vecna. There you go. Oh my gosh, dude. That's that's so good. Well, I guess if, if that guy ever goes down, you could be the stand-in, right? I will be more than happy <laughs> to be a stand-in. You know, he said it took him, uh, it was taking him, uh, <clears throat> what was it, like eight hours to get in that costume? No for kidding. Vecna. It took, so the makeup guys, you know, wow. the prosthetics and everything, yeah. it took him yeah. eight hours. So he'd have to be there at three in the morning. And they would start putting on the whole, you know, the costume and the makeup wow. and all that stuff. And then he'd go film the scenes. He said he took about an hour and a half to two to take so it So it wasn't one of those digitally created costumes where you wear like a big spandex suit and then you have like a big, they have like all these little digital light bulbs. No, it no, it's an actual, no? it was an actual costume. I think wow. the only, the only digital awesome. part was like, you know, they had the little tentacles that were moving, you know, you saw yeah, right, him. Right, right. And that that's obviously is digital, but, okay, but the rest of his, his outfit was the real deal. Now see, that's cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that they didn't go Green Lantern for the costume. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, and what I mean by that is the whole thing wasn't digitized. They actually said, hey, let's put some real effort into making something look realistic the way we did way back when. Well, you can't, yeah, because you know? even though, you know, digital's great, and they've, they've <laughs> right. done a great job yeah. With, yeah. with special effects, yeah. but you cannot, there's no way still you can compete with somebody who's who's dressed <clears throat> in a in a in a nice costume. I'm talking about a cheesy thing, but you know, in right. something that, that is really just, these guys are skilled artists in themselves. The, uh, you know, these yeah, people yeah. that do the, the props and the, and the, and the costumes and, and, yeah. uh, there's no way you can compete with that. I yeah, mean, they're they're true artists. I he think looked, that's great. He looked amazing in that thing. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. he did. And it's like well, I remember seeing pictures of him out of the costume, and he has this long blonde hair. He's a skinny guy. Yeah, and he's also a recovering alcoholic too. Oh, know? is he really? Yeah, he actually gave an interview uh, in Variety magazine where he he was very open about his um, his sobriety. Mm. So congratulations, Jamie, on I think eight years of sobriety. Wow. But how, old, how old is that guy? He's in his third. I think he's in his late twenties or. 30s okay I would say. okay because he but he looks but pretty young i was he thinking he was young. like 22 yeah. 20 i mean he had like early Probably, 20s but yeah but, but yeah he's, he's he's very skinny again the yeah. long blonde hair so the makeup artist did a tremendous job with him he's also a uh he's in a i think it was a punk band he has a punk band he's oh, a singer he? Oh, he's a singer. Actually, yeah. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So that that's pretty huh. amazing too. So Did I'm not, not sure that. if if the acting came after the singing type of thing or what. But uh, but yeah. 
He could have been multi. Eddie, he could have been Eddie Munson. <laughs> he could have played could, both parts. Could have played both parts, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, you know, you know Eddie what Munson. costume? You know what costume really sucked though that I saw? No. Uh, Batgirl. Oh, oh, oh. oh have you oh, seen that costume? Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Okay. As a di- okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Yes. You had to mention that. Gosh darn it. Damn you. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go that, ahead. That, that Batgirl costume is pretty bad. And yeah, I, you know what? Well, wasn't that, that was something I swear that I saw the costume. Now, to be honest, I didn't know much about this until, mm-hmm. you know, it's hit the news mm-hmm. that we, which we, which we will talk about that mm-hmm. Batgirl has been canned. Oh yeah. But then I saw her costume and that made the, all the sense why the thing was canned just that alone, because that looked like some cheesy costume you'd see on a CW uh, TV show, some superhero <laughs> CW TV show. I mean, I think those costumes actually even look better you, than this one looked. Do you remember way back in the day, there was a popular show called The Electric Company? And they yeah. used to, do you remember the Spider Man skits yeah, they used to do the on Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Remember when Spider Man would sling his web, and all it was was just some idiot stagehand off to the side tossing a large fishnet. Was it a, a fish? I was thinking it was, it was a like rope a, or something, a rope right? Or a fishnet. <laughs> Where I'm going with this is that could not have looked any more fake yeah. for a spider web than a large fishnet could have looked. The Batgirl costume, same thing. It's like she's not Batgirl. She's dressed for Mardi Gras in Terrible. New Orleans for crying Terrible. out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that did not look like, no, no, like no, no, a ninety no. million dollar movie yep. outfit. Yes. For Batgirl. Yes, exactly. That was that that was the first shocker. I can see why the production lost value then just so, on that costume alone. <laughs> well, there, yeah. <laughs> that that costume probably cost them two or three million too. You somebody probably paid for that thing, right? Money well spent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um so what are your thoughts on that? Batgirl got canned. Now we just mentioned yeah. it, it they spent ninety million mm-hmm. on this thing yeah. up to this point. Yeah. Let's hear your thoughts. Okay, my thoughts on it are is that it ties into a much bigger problem that DC has right now, and that okay. is they have completely restructured their entire creative they team. They suck? Oh, well, they do suck, yeah. which is which is sad to say because my favorite comic book character of all time is a DC character, and that's Batman. Mm. You know, So I, I love a lot of DC comics and characters, but I, I think Batgirl is more symbolic of the fact that there has been a lot of entrenched power struggles between Jeff Johns and Walter Hamada, who were the two main creative honchos for DC. Okay. Both have been bickering back and forth about who should be calling all the shots. And therein lies the problem, Eric. Okay, that well, that's part of the problem. Okay. But um, from what I've read, Batgirl, um, I think it suffered because of the pandemic. Correct mm. me if I'm wrong, but I think they started shooting it during the pandemic. They had to shut down production because they had a number yeah. of cast and crew members test positive for COVID, and the production just lost money. They couldn't get it back up off the ground, and then they went through a number of creative changes. They went through some different writers, some different scripts. And again, it's all part of, I think, it's just linked to a big creative shift right now at DC because they have now said they're scrapping the entire Snyderverse which consists of Man of Steel, Henry Cavill's Superman. Ben Affleck is no longer going to be Batman. So Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman? Not going to be Superman anymore. Ben Affleck's days as Batman are numbered, although he will be back in Aquaman 2. So that decision was made before this decision. Well, came that that down. that's one of the best decisions but, they've made, in my opinion. I think I, I, I'm I, I sorry. I kind of think so. Well, I to, think ben to a- an extent. for Ben Affleck, I think Ben Affleck's a terrible Batman. Sorry, I never he's heard. a terrible Batman, but a good Bruce Wayne. Um, no, you know but, what? He's a terrible Bruce Wayne. I hate him. You, you know so? what it is? And I'll tell you. So, oh man, we're we're gonna get off a little bit of track here. But the reason is when I the only thing I ever saw, I never saw really mm-hmm. anything except uh, yes. uh, the Justice League, right? The uh, uh, Zack Snyder's. 
cut of the Justice. Oh, you saw the Snyder cut? I did see the Snyder cut. Much better. Uh, see, I didn't see the other one, though, but I saw okay. the Snyder cut. Good. But I will tell you, the the Batman, especially at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. you know, he's <clears throat> to me, he just acts, sorry to say, but he acts like such a snob. Mm-hmm. And I don't like him as as that. Okay. Bru- I, I don't like Bruce Wayne as a snob. I would say I would rather. I like actually the Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. As do all of which, us. Which is more of kind of a, just aloof. Yeah. You know, he's kind of the smart guy, but he's yeah. aloof. I also liked uh, what the uh, Batman that just came out with. What's his face that played it from Twilight? Um, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I like. You know, nobody. A lot of people had problems one. with that emo Batman, but I'll tell you, I liked I, it. I I liked it. I liked I did. it too. Yeah. I did not like um, Ben Affleck. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So DC's got huge problems yes. because of this. And I think, yeah, I think the problems with Batgirl tie into some of the bigger problems that they're having right now. The just the the shift in creative differences. Okay. Uh, Walter Hamada. I think I read a story on Variety.com where Walter Hamada said that that Jeff Johns literally tried to go behind his back in terms of making all of the creative decisions for uh, not only the DC movies that were on the planning board, but also some of the DC shows that have appeared on WB, like The Flash, uh, the Arrowverse mm. shows, The Flash, Green Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. So it's very clear, Eric, that DC right now is rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. And unfortunately, Batgirl is a casualty of that. Now, the reason why I'm sad about that is because Michael Keaton was actually set yes. to make an appearance in Batgirl. He was going to play Batman, and he's going to be he's going to be in the upcoming Flash movie. Yeah, so which is actually now on life support also because because of. Ezra Miller is a whacked up psycho actor who can't keep his you know what in his you know what. And yeah. he got charged with a couple of of sexual assault char- allegations or something like that. So now they're talking about recasting him, going back and doing all these reshoots. So, oh man, so they can't do that. Oh, are you kidding me? They're, they're considering gonna, it. recasting him. Yes. I, I got to tell you too. As a Flash, didn't like him. I didn't like him either. As you a, know, one, yeah. Flash was one of my favorite comics. And look, he if he was the Barry Allen that was depicted in the comics of the Flash. Walt Hamada and Jeff Johns need to go back and read The Flash again because no way. Ezra Miller was not even close to being what Barry Allen was in the comic books. Mm. So getting back to Batgirl, yes, it's sad to see because I was anticipating it. I was going to watch it. Sad to hear that his it has gone into Hollywood purgatory. But again, I think it ties in to just all of the creative power struggles that are taking place within DC right now. Well, and, and not only that, but, you know, also um, with, a, and this is going to uh, be through, is it HBO Max? Was it going to be released on? It was going to be released in theaters, right? And, well, then, and then come out on HBO Max. It was going to be released in theaters initially for a limited time, and then they were just going to jump right onto HBO Max okay. from there. The other, the other thing, too, here is that now HBO Max mm-hmm. is also in a okay. little bit of trouble, too, aren't they? Uh, with mm-hmm. this Discovery merger that they had, yeah. and that new yeah. CEO, what's, his name is what, David uh, Zasloff? David Zasloff, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, he's like cutting people left and right. I mean, yep. this guy's not mm-hmm. messing around. He's yep. like, I mean, he is just going through and just chopping everything all, right. all trimming all the fat away from this thing to make it super lean. Right. So you know the the rumor there too was that this thing tested with screen audiences. It did terrible. Okay. You know this bat Batgirl oh, movie. Batgirl, yeah. And they're thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe this guy's thinking also, it's better to scrap it and take the tax write off, take it as a loss, and just and just junk it for that reason too. Which you know, in a way, listen, can DC? And on all honesty, maybe he's doing them a favor. Can DC handle? 
more losses. You know what I mean? It's just like they never have really – they tried to do the Zack Snyder thing. I don't think it went over completely as well. No. I mean, you, you have people that love Zack Snyder. You have people that don't. Yeah, and so there's people that love that movie. There's people that don't. It, there's yeah. not like that movie came out and everybody. It's not like a, it was going to be a Top Gun smash. Yes, you know. Yeah. Um, wonder, you know, I I watched that. I, I watched that. Zach's not. First of all, the thing was damn way too long. Right. Sorry, we're getting off a of back a little bit, but that thing was way Four too long. Four hours long. Yeah. And and yes. the character development in that was terrible. It was just terrible. Wonder Woman. When I saw Wonder Woman in there, and like you know, they they set each one up with their little scene. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, oh man, this stuff is just crap. It's crap. Old. I don't know. Anyway. So I, I think he's just this David guy character is just cutting. He's just cutting it all. He's like, listen, we're going to go back to let's get back to, you know, the bare bones and mm-hmm. start fresh. Th- this is the problem with DC. They have tried to model their pro- their film product exactly the same way as Marvel. With DC's characters, you can't do that. The reason why is because DC's characters they have harder stories to tell. And what I mean by that, Eric, is DC's characters are steeped more in origin and in a lot of darker uh, personal stories than yeah. Marvel's characters are. Okay. Yeah. They're very complicated characters to tell really good stories on film about. And that's why we've seen so many different iterations of Superman and Batman <clears throat> because they're trying to find the right element that clicks with with different types of um, different types of creative difference or creative takes, I should say. Yeah. Um, so I think what Zasloff is doing is like what you just said. I think he's trying to cut his losses short, take the tax write off. I would not be surprised if he goes back and completely restructures and doesn't try to do it the Marvel way this time. And mm-hmm. what what's also interesting to me about DC's leadership. Uh, is that you know Jeff Johns and Walter Hamada? They are comic book guys. They okay. are comic book artists and comic book writers. Kevin Feige was not. Kevin Feige came up as a film producer. Okay. So Jeff Johns and Walter Hamada don't know how to make comic books into movies. Transfer them into film. Transfer them into a film. Yeah, they're trying to tell the comic book story on the big screen. Mm. Frame by frame, word by word, and you can't do that. Yeah. The reason why Marvel's now look, Marvel Marvel is not an infallible product. They've had their hits and misses, okay? But when you compare them to DC, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Oh, yeah. We for all sure. know that. There are you can count on one hand the number of quality DC films that have come out. My two favorites that pop to mind are the first Wonder Woman film, and I like Shazam. I did like mm. Shazam. I thought that was fun. Aquaman yeah. would be third even though it has its problems too. But what I'm pointing at is that I think what Zasloff might do is eventually boot Jeff Johns and Walt Hamada out of their chairs and tell them, go back to doing your comic books. You guys do really good books. Yeah. Go back to doing comic books. I'm going to find a guy who can come in here and make movies. Well, I think at this point, from what I've seen, that would probably be the best, to be honest. And no. I, I would rather, no? No. Because we don't want to see any more versions of Batman. We don't want to see any more versions of... I don't, at least. Well, no, but I mean, okay, you're saying you don't want to see versions, but I mean, would you rather yeah. see a, a good version of Batman carry on rather than, you know, these these other versions that they keep kind of limping along with, right? Okay, good point. Yes, I would like to... As a Batman fan... Patterson. Yes. Yeah, I would like to see... Now, Patterson isn't wrapped... Isn't, is he wrapped up into that or no? I mean, in other words, those two guys you mentioned, do they have oh, anything Patton- to... Oh, Pattinson? Pattinson, I'm yeah. sorry, Pattinson. Is is he is his Batman? Is that Batman's story 
wrapped up with those two guys that you just mentioned no, no, from no, no, DC. No, 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 no. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman film that was directed by Matt Reeves was not part of the DCEU. Uh, that is entirely separate from from DCEU. So they're okay. doing they're doing their own thing. Okay. At least that's what I've read. So there'll probably be no no cross as far as at least at this point there'll probably no be crossovers. no crossover with this Batman. Nope. No but crossovers. see, I like that Batman. I want to I want him to stick with that Batman. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, the other thing too is it seems like to me DC. I, I don't have a lot of DC knowledge, but it mm-hmm. seems like their characters are better slated individually in movies rather than all together. Yes. I think Marvel, however they did Marvel, it worked yes. having multiple characters in some of those movies and the yes. crossovers and all that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like all these characters can really fit on the big screen together That's with because, DC. Because they all have very lengthy origin stories. It's. I think it was much easier for Marvel to tell their origin stories in the group films like the Avengers because while they have their origins, they're not as stooped in character, as much character development as DC's characters are. I'm not marginalizing Marvel's characters, but I'm just saying that Marvel's characters or DC's characters carry a lot more personal weight in their backstories and their origins than what some of Marvel's do. Some, yeah. not all, but some of them. Yeah, interesting. You know, but, but yeah, so I... I, I Again, going back to Batgirl, our initial topic, yeah, it's sad to see it go, but maybe maybe they're axing it for the right reasons. I'm glad. You know, the thing Who is, knows? if it really is as crappy as as is as being uh, told to us that it yeah. is, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad to see it go. I don't want a, another DC, crappy DC product out there. You yeah. know, it just it continually weakens the brand. Well, you know, Black Adam is coming out this summer, and uh, another Shazam film is coming out, so who knows? I might give DC <laughs> another chance, but this will be the very last chance, but we'll talk about that on another show. Maybe. All right, all right. Hey, you know, we were speaking of costumes here to kind of start that talk yeah, off, and, and, yeah. and also going into costumes, you were showing me uh, there is a new Predator series yeah, coming out. Yes, I am a huge Predator fan. All right. Okay, I love Predator. Saw the first one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, came out in 87, loved it. Saw the second one, it was crap. Seen some of the subsequent follow-ups and crossovers with the Alien films, but the, I mean, though that's another topic for another day. What makes this so interesting is that there is a Predator prequel movie slash series on Hulu right now called Prey. Okay. Okay. What makes this era? Oh, it's on there right now. It's on right now. It started. I think it dropped either this week, like on Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Okay. But so is is it all? Is it did they drop the whole series or is it just like week by week or whatever? Uh, what, what are they doing? Uh, I believe. It, I think it's a movie. Actually, it's not even. a Oh, series. it's a movie. Okay. Let me bring it up right now. Pull up my Hulu app here. So while I'm doing that, just to let you guys know, this show is called Prey, and it involves the Predator characters. But what makes it unique is that it's set in the 1700s. Yeah, it's a movie, Eric. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So it's a movie. It's set in the 1700s in America, when America obviously was before it became a country. And it is... So it deals with Native Americans? It deals with Native Americans slash indigenous people. So it's about the predator character coming to Earth during the 1700s and preying on this group of indigenous people. Yeah. You know, and I thought, you know what? That is such a complete 180 take on the character, but it's it's intrigued me Mm -hmm. and it's received some really good reviews. I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it maybe seven and a half, eight out of 10. Okay. So it's, it's, 
piqued my curiosity. And now I haven't watched it yet, so I can't give you guys All a right. review so on we'll, it. So we'll get back to a review on that we'll one. We'll get back to a you review know, I'll, on I'll that probably later. watch it, too, yeah. so that way we could do a review on both sides. But yeah. the, also the interesting thing, too, though, I think, is that uh, I asked you about this. So the uh, Predator in this movie, yeah. he's not as... Because they're thinking, oh, he's going to wipe all these guys out because he's got all this technology. Yep. This is actually pre-technology mm-hmm. Predator, right? So he's basically yep. hunting with, as, as it would be, bows and arrows <laughs> right. from his alien culture. Spears and knives. Yeah, I it mean, makes it's, sense. It's, you got to level the playing field. Here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, that does totally make sense. So obviously, they get more sophisticated as we get more sophisticated right. in the in the Predator verse. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I just made that up. Predator verse. Predator verse. But you know what? I it's, coined it here. It's an apt description, though. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is. Yes, I think it is. So anyway, but uh, good. Yeah. I, so I, I'm very, I'm kind of interested in this. This will, this will I am be. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight when I get home, and I'm going to stay up late because I don't have to work tomorrow. It's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll try to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to catch it, right. catch it this weekend, all too, right, and we can right. do a proper uh, yeah. proper review on but, that one. So, yeah, for those of you who have Hulu, it's called Prey, P-R-E-Y. I don't know the names of the principal actors yet. I haven't checked out the cast rundown, but it's piqued my curiosity. If you love sci-fi action like I do, check it out, and I will, and we'll probably come back with a review at a Yeah, we'll definitely time. come back with a review yeah, and, yeah, and, let, yeah. and let you guys know what what, uh, what we think of it. Yeah. Also, uh, you told me they're rebooting a, a, a actually a famous uh, movie for our area because it was filmed here, but also a, a kind of a cult classic called yes. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, that's yes. right. So, yes, I'm sure those of you who are mine and Eric's, and mine and Eric's age bracket saw the original 80s film with Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Roadhouse. That's yep. when Sam Elliott became a legend, god yeah. damn it. The you double know? douche. Double douche, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Sam Elliott, the double douche. Yes. Yeah. I think he was only, what, 80 when he filmed that, you know? 90. 90 At was... <laughs> At least, I know. Sam Elliott is immortal. I love the yeah, guy. He's Sam Elliott, yeah, he, he's amazing. Yeah, he's yep. the, uh, for those of you who uh, who don't know, he's the beef of a voice, you know? Yeah, right, uh, exactly, yeah. yeah so, beef. so, yeah, Hollywood has once again decided to um to revamp or re retell a cult classic which is happens to be roadhouse which featured patrick swayze and like we just mentioned the aforementioned sam elliott yeah only this time around it's going to star jake gyllenhaal in the patrick swayze role no yes i kid you not jake gyllenhaal is going to be patrick swayze's character no no and then connor uh, Connor, the the uh, MM the MMA wrestler, the old UFC fighter, Connor Mc uh, the Scottish oh, McGregor? guy, Connor Mc- Connor McGregor, yeah, yes, yeah. Connor McGregor is going to be in it. Is he going to be the bad guy in this? He, he's going to be the main antagonist. Okay, Eric, I got to tell you, I literally smacked my head on the table when I read this this morning. <laughs> I could not believe they are still okay. First that- of all, if you're going to remake a cult classic. Come up with a better cast than Jake Gyllenhaal and Connor. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't fit that role. I'm no, sorry. I he mean, does he might not. listen. Okay, in, in, in his defense, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, without without okay. seeing this version, because yeah. I'm sure this version is going to be different than what the version we saw and we love. Yes, uh, you know, he may fit that that mold for that version. But right, uh, right, um, right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, who's going to play? Well, now if Connor McGregor is playing, he's playing the 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 main antagonist. Yeah, uh, because Wait. remember Brad Wesley was the remember he was the the, was the rich guy in town. Rich guy, yeah, but yeah. he had his his bodyguards fight for him. So yeah. is, as I'm saying, is, is this going to be like the bodyguard, one of the main bodyguards? I think he might there? be the main bodyguard. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, 
They I wonder who's gonna play. I wonder who's gonna play Brad Wesley. I don't know. They've only mentioned who. They have only only mentioned that uh, Connor and Jake are gonna be in it. Mm. So they haven't disclosed the rest of the cast yet. Although yeah. I'm sure that they have the the movie cast already. If you guys you guys need to definitely go and check out uh, Roadhouse, the original. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, mean it is a, cl- a cult classic. There there is nothing it like is. it. What, what do they always used to tell Patrick uh, in in the movie? They used to tell his characters like you're a little or you're uh, smaller than I thought. Or what do they always say to him? Something you're, like that. You're smaller than I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he ends up whooping everybody's ass. And, and who's going to play the uh, the uh, Jeff Healy part? Remember the band? Yep. Jeff Healy. He's the uh, he was a guitarist in yeah. that, and he's li- and he is blind. He's a blues guitarist, and that kind of broke him out mm-hmm. and made him popular, made I, him and his band popular. I would, based on what they've cast so far, I would not be surprised if they go with freaking Modest Mouse. <laughs> I really would not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we are getting a little away from it, but yeah, okay. So uh, I know you had you had your problems with this reboot. So the reboot in this thing, and uh, what, what's your problems with with these reboots okay. with Hollywood reboots? Here's my problem with Hollywood reboots: Are we really running out of enough creative material in Hollywood to where we have to go back and retell popular classics? Mm. You know, I, I just. Uh, and by and large, I don't have a problem with it. You know, there have been some really good remakes that I've seen that. While they're while they don't hold up to the originals, there's yeah. they still can carry their own weight. Like for example, West Side Story came out last year. Did you like that? I didn't like it as much as the original one. The original one is my favorite musical of all time. Really? I love it. Somewhere, somehow, yes, love the original one. I mm. just didn't like this one as much. And so it, uh, I heard on a competing program of ours that a, 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 a good, I know, a good argument could be made that Hollywood right now. Is just lacking um, quality creative material. To originality. Tell, originality to tell really good good action stories, because we've all been bombarded with MCU movies and DC movies and fantasy movies and Star Wars content. Where's where are all the original? Where's all the original content for making the next line of action films? You know, you know, there, there's a couple things. Uh, well, first or just off, films in general, I guess. Well, first, yeah, I mean, listen, they, there's only so many stories that can be told, and they've all mm-hmm. been told, and it's it's yeah. basically all about retelling stories that have been told throughout okay. history, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, the hero's journey, uh, Joseph Campbell. I mean, that 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 kind of thing. There's not too much, you Good know, point. as far as as, okay. as the story itself. Okay. Now, Good the point. way it's told and the characters that surround it can be totally different. Mm-hmm. So the point being is that, you know, okay, you can remake Roadhouse, but why have to do Roadhouse? Why not call it, you know, the clubhouse? Or I mean, why not? When the point being is that why not have maybe the same type of characters, but in okay. a whole different setting, don't use the same name, call it something else, call it the, uh, the bouncer, you know, or something, you know what I mean? And just do something totally different with that same story. Why not call it, it the way. double douche? <laughs> <laughs> I say they should call it the double douche. Yeah, we re- revisit the double douche. That'd yep. be funny, revisit that after all the years, you know. That then, would, yeah. that would be epic. Uh, yeah. To answer your question, I don't know. Yeah, why, why do uh, they have to do, like, are they just, and you're right, because if originality, I think what it is is, these guys are so tied up. Two things. These guys are so tied up in making a quick buck, so they're going to try to, and especially since Top Gun, became so popular yeah they're gonna try to just go off they don't realize that it's about good storytelling which top Gun was was pretty good as far as the storytelling it knew how to hook in the elements the sentimental elements of the original movie and to the original audience yeah and also bring in a new audience 
But it also, uh, the other thing, though, is these guys are looking, point being, they're looking for a quick buck, so they want that name recognition is what I was getting at. Okay. okay. Roadhouse. Okay. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, I remember that movie from Let's Go See It because it has the same name as the other one. doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the problems right there. The other one they have a problem with is all this woke stuff. You know, how do you tell stories now in this woke culture? It is tough, right? Because at Roadhouse, if you were to watch Roadhouse, I don't think it would pass the woke test of modern day. So what, how are they going to do that? You with- bring up a very good point. I was watching Blazing Saddles the other day, mm. one of my favorite comedies of all time. And no, I am not racist, people. <laughs> Blazing yeah. Saddles... And I said, Eric, I kid you not. The first thing I said to myself was, there is no way this movie could be made today. Because they poke fun at every single race, ethnicity, religion, every single social demographic. Mel Brooks broke down so much taboo with that film. And that movie came out in the early 70s when we were still dealing with you know, social civil strife, civil strife and everything else. No way on God's good green earth could blazing saddles be made today because of what you just alluded to. Yeah. I think you hit the nail right on the head, sir. So I I think they've had, you know, with with all this, with this culture leading the way they've kind of tied their own hands. And so now they're just trying to, maybe they're just trying to get that name recognition and and grab a few bucks. It's plausible. And you know what? Something else that we haven't factored into it either is studio execs. Studio, mm. stu- a lot of studio executives are tied politically to a lot of P- to a lot of PACs, political action committees. They also donate a lot of money to yeah. a lot of civil rights, not civil rights movements, but civ- social justice movements. Social justice causes, they, yeah, yeah causes. They donate. They're out there. They're known by some very powerful and prominent people, and so these these studio execs aren't movie makers by career or by trade. They're businessmen. They are all about making a bottom dollar. Yeah. The bottom dollar. How are you going to do that? Okay, well, we're too scared to make these different types of movies because we're afraid that it's going to offend the wrong person. Let's just go ahead and remake. Let's just go through our film archive and see which ones we can remake and retell, but just to fit our current society. Well, you know, and we talked about this. Um, I know we're coming up on it here, but okay. but we talked about this in, in a previous podcast with uh, uh, Star Trek and what you're talking about yeah, with uh, yeah. Nichols yeah. and how Star Trek was able to tell stories mm-hmm. and, and kind of break down those social barriers without having yeah. to say, hey, look at us. We're breaking social barriers down, yeah. you know, and look how great we are or watch it because we're doing that. And you see, they had great stories um now i, I know we're kind of can't you know i'm already put putting the uh, uh roadhouse you know in in the can saying oh it's it's not good what was that <laughs> tonight tonight <laughs> there'll always be two oh, i'm sorry was that is that in roadhouse what are they doing are they doing they should do a crossover roadhouse with west side story, uh, west side story that, yeah. that song was from west side story shame on you Eric. tonight tonight, tonight, tonight in the double douche always- it's a double deuce tonight. We're going to dance tonight. <laughs> right? All right, let's get back on topic. Anyway, here. yeah. But, uh, by the way, double, if you guys have not seen Roadhouse, the double douche is a famous bar that yep. is that is in that in that movie. So, yep. anyway, um okay, but what I was saying was that yep. um as far as far as as this goes, I'm already I'm already saying it's going to be bad. And I'm not saying that necessarily. This actually could be a great remake. Remake. It could. The problem yes. is is that how many times do they do this where they just, you know, remake something and it's just total crap. And just so I think, the hell of it. I think yeah. the audience is already getting that sense now. You know, they, they've been mm-hmm. stung so many times by these, these types of movies that it's like, that's what they do. They see or they see it and they go another remake, right? C- case like, in point, they remade Robocop a few years ago. 
Yeah. Okay, the original one, a sci-fi action classic. 1987, mm-hmm. yep. Peter Weller, Paul Verhoeven directed it. It is a great film. Mm-hmm. Still stands up to this day. They did the remake with an actor named Joel Kinnaman, who was in Suicide Squad, a fail, another failed DC movie. Mm. But Joel Kinnaman has been in some good projects here and there. The remake of RoboCop was atrocious. It was it was made to represent more of a futuristic society, but it was just completely atrocious. So yeah, that that's a very good point about these remakes just completely falling. We're already scarred, faces. yeah, right, from exactly. from so many failed movies that were like, oh great, here's another yeah. one. Yeah, you know exactly. So, you know, you're tired of seeing them tear down kind of the icons of at least of our past yeah, you know right, with, right, with a lot right. of these movies and, with, and they put out junk and you're like oh well that you know yeah so anyway yep yeah, um hey guess what it's that time already it's that time already wow that was quick that went by so fast well that's i guess it for this edition of pardon <laughs> the intermission this is jason yeah and this is eric hey thank you guys for joining us uh like and subscribe remember to review the show it helps five stars is Always the correct number of stars, right? It's the only number of stars. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time. Take care, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.